morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for this January 2nd, 2023. I got it right. I didn't say 2022. We turned the page on uh, 2022, Saturday night, Sunday morning. We're into 2023. Happy New Year to everybody out there who's listening to the show. I uh, hope you uh, everything was great. And then uh, onwards and upwards in 2023. Anyways, today's show is brought to you by collectibleexchange.com. Use promo code 1420CX at collectibleexchange.com today for 10% off your first purchase of all your sports memorabilia, collectibles, all the stuff for your man cave, for your house, for your presence, whatever you want to do. Go to collectibleexchange.com and get yourself something pretty today. Big day in the sports world again today. Down to the tavern, we have all three TVs going, lots going on. My USC Trojans are in the Cotton Bowl versus the Tulane Green Wave. Ooh. Both teams 11 and 2, but it should be a decent game today. Hopefully, Caleb Williams can keep his uh, Heisman Trophy uh, season going. He had a great, great campaign. You wonder how his, uh, his leg is that he hurt in the uh, Pac 12 championship game in the loss of the Utah Utes who are in the, the Rose Bowl today versus the uh, Penn State Nittany Lions in the Rose Bowl. The Rose Parade's on later on today. Lots going on. Then you have the uh, World Junior, the Connor Bedard Show in Halifax uh, against the uh, Slovakia, I think they're playing today. Uh, should be a good game again. Quarterfinal action, it's win or go home. Uh, that stage of the tournament now, so every game means a, a whole bunch as of this point forward. That game on Saturday night where Canada came out rolling against Sweden, it was awesome to watch that. It was a fun, fun New Year's Eve for us. We went and had a, a good time and got down a little bit like we uh, haven't been able to the last couple of years on, on New Year's Eve, but it was a good a good event uh, for sure. Uh, New Year's Eve with great things going on. Anyways, around the, uh, the, the rest of the sports world today, it goes to show how strong the NFL is. Eh? Nobody even dared going up against, uh, against them yesterday. The uh, NHL has its Winter Classic today. They didn't even bother trying to go against the uh, NFL Sunday because it's a uh, they're a beast that keeps on moving. So the uh, the the TV schedule gets changed a little bit to have a Winter Classic. You get some eyeballs on it uh, on January second here. The Pittsburgh uh, Steelers or Pittsburgh Pirates. Geez, I'm blowing this. The Pittsburgh. Penguins, my gosh, uh, are playing the Boston Bruins today at Fenway Park. The the Bruins they keep rolling twenty four four and four, whatever their record is, or twenty eight four and four. And then you have the Penguins who keep rolling along, not as great of a season, but nineteen eleven and six, uh, hunting for a playoff spot the whole bit. But it should be a, a fun event at Fenway. Uh, the, the weather's supposed to be fine. It's supposed to be fifty one degrees Fahrenheit, which is ten degrees Celsius. That's about the same temperature that it was for me my time I went to Fenway back in. Uh, April of 2018, where I uh, went and saw the, the Jays play down there uh, a weekend series. And it was, uh, she was a cold, cold Friday night there at Fenway Park in Boston at the time we went. I don't think it was 10 degrees that night. We were freezing. It was so bloody cold, but we ventured through it. And it only had a couple of Sam Adams in the stands because you're supposed to, but it was one of those nights where a, a bowl of uh, clam chowder was a welcome addition to the uh, to what was going in, in us that night because it was uh, a cold night. But it should be a good, a good day at Fenway. Uh, I, I'm not sure how, much, how many people actually watch the, these games anymore. I'll have it on. I won't be invested 
too much into it uh, because the USC game is on. But uh, I'll watch it. It'll be on. It's a made-for-TV event, uh, as you guys know. It's a it's a thing for the sponsors to uh, to get out there and rub shoulders. It's I think it's more for the uh, the, the players, uh, families, and kids and the like to get on the ice, the alumni to go out and rub shoulders a little bit and, and maybe play a, a game beforehand or yesterday or whatever it might have been. Uh, I it's it it lost its luster over the years for me because there were so many. If you remember back, I think it was 2014. I think it was when the uh, they had the stadium series games. It seemed like to be a different indoor or outdoor game every every bloody week that was on television. There were some that were kind of neat. There were some that were uh, quite ridiculous. We'll get that in a second. But the uh, the Heritage Classic and the Winter Classic and all these classics that the they should be called a classic when the game's over. That's when things are decided if they're a classic or not. Otherwise, it's just another game, especially these outdoor games, which we know can sometimes be a, a bit of, bit of a, a group of duds. In 2008, you remember Crosby scored the uh, the game winner in a shootout. The temperature was uh, quite bad in Buffalo there in front of 77,000 people. So they do get good crowds. There's no doubt about that. But the blizzard conditions, you remember they had to, uh, they, they were changing ends in between or, or during the game to make sure that the wind, uh, the wind gusts were favoring not only one team, but the, the, making it fair. And so it was that thing, and Crosby scored, and Ryan Miller in the shootout to win that game. Uh, it was kind of ridiculous because the way the, the ice was, they had to stop at Zamboni and the whole bit. Uh, you remember the one in Edmonton, 2003. They probably should have postponed that one with the way the weather was that day, minus 30 degrees, plus wind chill and the like. It, was, uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't great conditions. I wasn't there. I had some friends who went to that game, and they said it was bloody awful. It was actually so bad that their, their beer was freezing. They went. They had a good time, but uh, it's a... Uh, not something I'm interested in is being outside uh, in the uh, winter conditions like that. I used to work outside, and I so I didn't uh, I didn't think doing something that I would pay money to do to uh, go outside and uh, and freeze your your proverbial bag off uh, instead. So I uh, I bypassed those winter games. Uh, there was the one in Calgary a few years back as well. That was same thing. The temperature was was absolutely brutal. Deanne said, said she went to that one. Uh, you remember the one in uh, the one at Dodger Stadium, which I thought was kind of neat having it out outdoors there uh the kings and the ducks played a game uh kiss opened up the show of course anytime gene simmons and paul stanley can put a couple of bucks in their pockets they'll they'll do it for sure so there are some good, that are good the one at yankee stadium a few years back i think it was a, a stadium series one as well in 2014 uh lundquist had those great yankee uh, pads i should find those and buy them off and those are something else It'd be a nice addition to the tavern and all the memorabilia i have down here so there, there are some good things to those ones the one in lake tahoe last year was a bit kitschy the one that was really dumb though was the the one in vancouver uh 2014 the stadium series one that was the one everybody knows that was the uh, the beginning of the end or the end of the end uh, of Roberto Luongo's tenure as the goaltender for the Vancouver Canucks where he uh, didn't get the start. Uh, John Tortorella, who was only there for the one season in Vancouver, he uh, decided to go with uh, his main man, Eddie Lack, instead of Roberto Luongo, which was odd because Luongo was the... Uh, the star of the team, the face of the team. And if you guys remember, another stupid decision by Vancouver uh, Brass was having... Uh, Roberto Luongo as the team captain. So having an indoor game uh, or an outdoor game played indoors was quite ridiculous. It went across the street from Rogers' place to 
to the uh, BC place. They tried to replicate an outdoor event, which was an indoor stadium, for those who don't know about B- BC Play Stadium. So they tried to put a uh, uh, make it look like an outdoor game, but it was an indoor game in a controlled in, in a controlled environment. But they said it was a Heritage Classic. It was a it was a horribly dumb idea. I thought it was another another stumbling block in the long history of stumbling blocks for the Vancouver Canucks. That organization just can't seem to get out of their way with the with what they got going on there. It's just uh, I thought it was the dumbest idea ever. But anyways, that was the beginning of the end for Luongo. I think he was traded two or three days later from that from that organization. So uh, the 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 winter classics and the heritage classics and they're not classics. So the games are over. Make make sure they're classic before you call it a classic. Otherwise, it's just a game. I, I don't know how much uh, you know these kids nowadays. How much they would have played on outdoor rinks and ponds and the like, like uh, we we used to back in my day. As we always talk about. I mean, I'm closer to closer to 50 than I am closer to 40. But you wonder how many of these kids actually ever played outdoors. So calling it get, getting back to their roots and, and the like is kind of a ridiculous statement to me. But it's fun. It's for for the fans. It'll be a, a good event and they'll have a good time. Actually, today's game is the first time there's been um, three uh thousand point scores playing in the same game this is crosby i think his fifth winter classic uh patrice bergeron so you got crosby bergeron and malkin uh three three surefire hall of fame guys that going uh, to uh, play this game so that's the first time in winter classic history that this has happened three one thousand point guys uh be great, great to see the weather like I said, the weather's supposed to be good 50 degrees no wind so it'll be just a hockey game and hopefully uh, everything turns out good there in boston not too well because you know buck Foston, right Anyways, that's my winter classic stories. It'll, like I said, it'll be on, but it has lost its luster. There's just too many. I think they went to the well far too many times. I don't know what the, the, the players think of it. I, I, the networks must love them because they, they keep doing up so. So the sponsorship still must be there for them to keep doing it. Cause it can't, it can't be a cheap venture for the National Hockey League to put on and get the ice into Fenway and get those, get those, uh, stadiums and baseball parks retrofitted to be a hockey rink but anyways like i said i'll have it on but i won't have a whole, whole bunch of interest i'll be watching the usc trojans and the, the green wave what a ridiculous name that is anyways today in sports history in 1989 the 75th rose bowl was played in pasadena california where the uh, michigan wolverines beat the my usc trojans 22 to 14 in what i think the rose bowl should be and what the uh, the luster is going to be taken off of that game because of the uh, realignment is going, going to happen usc is going to be joining the uh, the Big Ten and leaving the Pac-10, Pac-12, Pac which I think is a huge mistake just traditional-wise. I, I don't like the decision, but it's a decision made on dollars and cents alone, not by cents, just dollars and cents. Uh, it's going to be ridiculous, but in front of 101,688 people in Pasadena, Michigan, beat the USC Trojans. Michigan, ooh, they didn't look good on Saturday. They took a bit of a beating on uh, by TCU Saturday. Maybe it just goes to show, like me and Dave said in the 1420 podcast, that maybe the Big Ten's not that good, and they get to beat up on uh, on different competitions throughout the year because both Big Ten teams uh, lost their games. The heartbreaker for, for Ohio State. I felt for that kicker by missing that, that last second field goal and didn't even give it a chance. He hooked it. It didn't even come close to being a, a field goal, but that's this day in sports history. Uh, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten matched up and hopefully they can find a way to to get that tradition keep going because it's uh it's one of the tradition like no other the rose bowl and on this day happy birthday to uh five-time world series champion winner of one world series the toronto blue jays four with the new york yankees perfect game in 1999 with the yankees david cohen born on this day in 1963 
in St. Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Coney, I think, is one of the best uh, announcers in baseball. That might be my Yankee bias a little bit, but Cone's one of the greatest, great pitchers of all time. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of uh, really, really, really good, but just doesn't have the, those few numbers. Maybe he stuck around a little bit too long at the end. Who knows? It might have hurt his chance to be a Hall of Famer, but Cone was always a, a great pitcher, always was a gamer. I thought he uh, was... Uh, he went out there. You knew you're you're going to get. I've actually got a David Cohn autographed jersey that I think I got got from um, Collectible Exchange, which was Steiner Sports back then. I got one down here. It says four time World Series champion on it, and it only uh, says the Yankee wins on it. So uh, I have a, a David Cohn jersey down here. Like I said, happy birthday to David Cohn. Anyways, previews uh, a little bit of the interview I had yesterday with uh, my buddy who I haven't seen since 1996 or 97, whatever it was. Uh, he went on different ways. We went on different paths in our lives. He went and played professional hockey for a lot of years uh, throughout the, uh, he played in the American League, the, the, the Central League, the AHL, the IHL, all over the place, East Coast League. He had a, a nice run playing professional hockey, made some money, went over to Europe. We have a nice, I'll put a clip up of our, the show to be up later on today of his uh, time with the Motor City Mechanics in Detroit in the United Hockey League where some NHL guys joined the team uh, during the two, 2004 lockout. He had some not so very kind words to say about a certain uh, certain uh, ex-New York Ranger and an ex a uh, an ex Detroit Red Wing and the like and how the uh, the story went that he uh, got traded to Los Angeles Kings. Quite a Sean Avery, whatever. But anyways, that's uh, 14.20 in the morning for this January. January 2nd, 2023. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get get, it, get the podcast. Get, get your podcast. Some big things coming up in the new year. And uh, so, yeah, have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <coughs> Super fun, though. What was, uh, what was Sean Avery like? Was he uh, everything that's expected? Was he kind of a... Uh... Oh, I don't want to say the wrong. I'll say the wrong. Was was he a bit of a dickhead? Hundred percent. He was. I wish he wasn't. But yeah, he was. He was a complete and utter self-absorbed idiot. Like the worst. He didn't. He didn't treat anyone with respect from the people working. You know, the volunteers working for the team. He wouldn't sign things. It's just. He was the biggest donkey ever, and it's too bad because he was. He was a hockey player, man. He that guy could play. He was yeah. tough. He could do everything. And I was just like, before I kind of realized really the way he was, I kind of asked Chelios one night, I'm like, why did you guys get rid of this guy? Like Detroit's a pretty old team. He's a younger guy. He's lots of spirit. He's like, oh man, wait for a week. Like this guy's an idiot. And I'm like, okay, so wait for a week and see he's an idiot. But he said, Chelios kind of went on to elaborate. He's like, well, the final story was he was getting scratched one morning. And he was pissed off. And so Steve Eisenman was still playing. He went down to talk to Avery about, um, you know, to keep his head up and keep into it. You're still part of the plan and stuff. And he just lost it on I like Eisenman. He's like, why don't you, why don't you old guys retire so I can get some freaking ice time and just lost it. And so I'm like, what did Eisenman do? He's like, he just turned, skated off the ice, took his skates off, walked up to the office, to Ken Holland's office, and he's like, Sean Avery was in Los Angeles by 1 p.m. that afternoon. I'm no like, way. Yeah, I'm like, got it. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah he, he would just... be chirping. He would be chirping the other team, like, you losers all play at this level. Like, what a bunch of losers. And I'd be like, dude, you got 15 guys on our bench that are, that are at this level. level too. Like, what are you doing? Well, I, I don't mean you guys. I, don't, I just mean them. 
that bad. Like, yeah. no, I, he never came across as a good guy, and it turns out he, yeah. he wasn't. Because usually, if it if it looks like a duck and swims. <laughs> The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.